They thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. podcast yeah the podcast that you should have been listening to for, for the last two hours yeah now you're gonna listen to it for the next two yeah we'll see what we have left in the tank hmm. <laughs> now we did we saved all our movie talk at least there's, that's right we, we can't uh no one can deny that ah but uh you are mr brad i am you're andrew i am both of both of us of of Bruinview fame. That's right. And uh, we're here to talk beers first. So why don't we start there? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm having what they call a green weenie from Otto's Pub and Brewery, and that is in State College, Pennsylvania, mm. uh, which is home of the. Penn State pedophilias. Nice. Oh man, that is uh, controversial. That's a cheap shot. Free, kind of a dumb joke. Free Joe Pa. Yeah. Uh, so Green Weenie is an American IPA, hitting at seven point two percent ABV. No IBV. I B 
you to speak of, which is a, a disturbing trend that I think we fell upon early. Yeah. Well, well, now it's one of those things where I can't unsee it. Yeah. So, I don't like it. Just uh, tell us. But yeah, it's a, it's a good IPA. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if um, <laughs> I don't know when we're we're talking about beer. Like I'm, I, I'm running out of words to say because I'm just drinking IPAs, <laughs> and, and I guess it is summertime, and I'm, that's what I'm doing. But that's what I'm drawn to. This this is real pretty. It's a clear, very amber beer. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. There's no sediment or anything that falls through this. I mean, you can look right through it and. Actually, you can see me on. It's true. FaceTime, um, but it it's just a. It's a good IPA, and that's all I have to say. I mean, I I don't have the. I don't know the word the like the palate to be able to describe the the notes of everything that's going on in it. It's just whether I like it or not. Um, that's what's most important I, in a beer. Yeah, honestly. I know, but like, I I. Sometimes I feel not the pressure, but like I feel obligated to be like, okay, this has, you know, these kind of hops and this kind of finish and all that stuff. But like sometimes a beer is just a good beer, yeah. and and I've been drinking a lot, and maybe I need to uh, uh, branch out a little bit and do some other stuff. Um, maybe I will yeah. in the next couple of weeks. But uh, but as for this, my wife got this for me. She's like, she thought this is a beer I may like. She was at a I think a winery where they were not giving these out but selling these mm. and she's like well my husband might like this and so i've been saving it for tonight nice and thus you get it so if you're ever in state college auto's pub is a pretty cool place to go hang out i've been there before and it is a nice little brewery and All pub right. good beer good burgers they don't cut them in half they let that up to you yeah, do it yourself. If you must, mm-hmm. do it if yourself. If your tiny little hands can't fit around a nice man-sized burger, yeah, then cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we don't uh, we're body positive here, but if you can't mm-hmm. uh, hold a burger in your hands, you might as well cut them off. You fucking idiot. <laughs> but we're you body fucking, positive. Body positive. You, f- <laughs> you know what? I think. Uh, let me tell you if I'm out of bounds here, or l- you tell me if I'm out of bounds here. <laughs> let me tell you. I like if the I'm first one better. Yeah, but I, sure, I will. Uh, so <laughs> I might be. So fat shaming. Mm-hmm. I think fat shaming is a good thing. <sighs> let me tell you something. I am on a. I'm on a subreddit called Fat Logic. Which is pretty much all about fat shaming under the guise of, look at how misinformed these people are. And it's hilarious. And that's fucking mean. It is mean. But you know what? In the long run, you're you're better off. So if... What's what's more detrimental to your health? Smoking or being obese? It might be a push. At right. this point, like, well, and that's one of the funny things if you go on our fat logic is people talking about how um, those those uh, 
there's those new studies that say that obesity is like the number two cause of cancer are yeah. fat shaming. Yeah. But and that's why and that's why, even though it is fucking mean, I can't help but laugh that you're just in the face of you're just in flat out denial. In the face yeah. of and you know, like I guess like big is beautiful and that kind of stuff is like sure it's it's not that's not the message we should be you know well it's there's this new it's not even new at this point it's old hat but there's just this 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 idea that what i found on the internet trumps conventional wisdom and it's really like just it's um like confirmation bias just if I find right. something that says that, you know, rap music is the superior genre of music. It melds jazz, poetry, et cetera. And you're like, yeah, see, I fucking told you. Yeah. I told you, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. If, if I read an article in GQ saying that Freddie Gibbs will wrap circles around people, I'll be mad. Because I've been saying that. Anyways, um, no, it it just like there's this this thing where just there's these these outliers get used as that are not a good sample population get used as an example uh, as a concrete example, not as an outlier. It's like, see, uh, what? there's someone. Unfortunately, I can't say who it is, but someone had a really funny joke. And it was like you don't you don't see any old fat people. No, you don't. They don't make it. <laughs> no, you see a lot of old smokers. Yeah, and like that's you know yeah, smoking is terrible for you. It's bad. I know. Hey, booze but, is not good either. But you know what? Love it. Maybe some people yeah, love like, being fat. Look what we look what we do to like. I have friends that smoke, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not gonna judge them. Like, that's and. The thing is, there's it's like layered. Like, you know, we treat addicts like drug addicts, like it's a disease. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to you know compensate. We want to make sure that they're, you know, don't treat them as outcasts. We get treated as a disease. They're not. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. What do you think addiction to nicotine is? Same thing, isn't it? No, it's their fault. They needed to look cool. <sighs> and we we treat them like lepers. Like people who want to smoke, we really do. I mean, can I just tell you why I hate people who smoke? They're the least prepared people I know. They either need a cigarette or a lighter. There, no cigarette smoker was ever in Boy Scouts. (laughs) You, you never met my friends. Uh, I'll I'll call them J and R, (laughs) and they may be part of my other. Crew. R and Silent J. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are the most prepared smokers. Well, Jim is time. insane. Yeah. But here's the confirmation bias. Those two guys, definitely outliers. Definitely anomalies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jim is in Jimny is insane. Jimny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he because he has his indoor cigs and his outdoor cigs. I know. That was probably one of the biggest takeaways from the Chicago trip was Jim is always ready to smoke. 
Yeah. <laughs> and while he sleeps, he has a pack. <laughs> he just lights uh, a couple cigarettes like incense next to him. Yeah. But if we treat it like as the stigma on smoking is you're going to kill me and you're going to kill the people around you. Mm -hmm. So like if you're in McDonald's, like you're killing everyone in there, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, well, uh, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. Cause no, it's, not. it's, we decide. To well, no, what one thing and not yeah. another. No, the reason it's a tricky thing is, be, is because you're in this, we're in this era now where everything is, you know, everyone's um, strong, independent, and incredibly fragile. Yeah. Everyone's can't a princess. And, yeah. Or yeah. prince or princess. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but also don't, yeah. Don't, uh, Say something that might hurt my feelings. All right. Yeah. Well, no one. I, 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 we're going down. A no, no one should road. tell anyone how to live their life, and that's that's fine. But on the other hand, don't tell me that I need to be um, mindful of shit like thin privilege and you know. Oh, fuck off. Ex exactly. I don't. <sighs> yeah. As as a guy who fights like, literally, I like as a guy who fights with his weight on a daily basis. Like I decide whether I want to eat breakfast or not, or mm -hmm. if I want to eat lunch. I decide try to make because I was a fat kid. Mm -hmm. I'll be damned if I let my kid be a fat kid. Yeah. I will not let it happen. Yeah. Like if he starts getting chubby, I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's okay, have another Snickers. Nope, no more Snickers. Yeah. Go run a lap, you pussy. <laughs> That's child abuse. <laughs> yeah, the things I see online that are just like child abuse. You're you're beautiful the way you are. Eat that next piece of cake. That piece of cake has no nutritional value. Yeah, and you're gonna kill your kid. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Facts, fuck facts. That's pretty much that's that's all it comes down to. Facts are for you know, facts about being fat. Facts about. Yep. The Feelings fucking ozone facts. facts. Fuck facts. Yeah, it's everyone needs to feel good. Mm. And uh, this, it, I you know, I don't think it's this like, I don't know. I guess there's people on the right are just big on this whole pussification of America thing. I don't I, I don't necessarily agree with that term, but I, people don't know how to lose. I think everyone needs to get start playing organized sports again. Yeah. Organized sports well, are yeah, falling out of a, favor. Uh, a study that came out last week, I think, that the average kid is quitting mm -hmm. sports at 11 years old now. The best thing that, like, sports taught me so many great things. I think they teach a lot of us great things. There's definitely toxic parts about Competitive yeah. sports, especially, you know, you get the could have been, would have been dads who, yeah, the Sanduskis, the. Well, I guess I went, I went really yeah. hardcore there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, he, yeah, he did too in the showers. Um, but like, yeah, you get the vicarious dads, you get the, you, there's plenty of toxic stuff, but you know what? The, you learn how to work well with others. You learn that you don't have to be fucking friends with everybody. You can work towards a common goal together 
and put yeah. that aside. And, and the and biggest not thing everything is everything is fair. Yeah. And the biggest thing is you learn how to fucking lose. I mean, yeah. I never did. <laughs> but <laughs> I and I would have gone pro too if I was just better. If my coach wasn't a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um it, you learn how to lose. And that's such yes. a big fucking part of life. Yes. Fair is not a, a a realistic thing in the world. Fair is uh, a myth. Yeah. Work, fair is something worth working towards, but it's also yes. not... Um, it's not an overnight thing. It's it, all, all progress. Anything worth having takes work. And uh, sometimes you have to work hard at stuff. You can't just... I don't know. You, you have to run an extra lap. You have to stay late at work. I don't fucking know. I just no one knows how to fucking lose anymore. And and everyone just has to have everything their way. And there's this whole idea that like you don't have to compromise. Compromise is a huge part of life. And being able oh. to compromise is some it's sometimes people look down on it. It's a fucking skill. Oh, every sure. every successful person has has come to a compromise. Yes, it's, it's the people who can't compromise, who can't accept that, you know, obesity causes cancer. Who can't accept that? I don't know. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm having a West Coast IPA. <laughs> That's right. Because we haven't gotten to that yeah. yet. So, what are you drinking? Uh, gallery series number 22 from 2019, uh, from trim tab. No. So this is a West coast India pale ale. Um, I love this. It definitely looks like a, uh, like a little tester series, like silver can. Oh yeah. Sticker that doesn't go all the way around. Yeah. I, I like the look of it. Um, so it's brewed with Chinook Cascade, Zythos and Mosaic hops. Never heard of Zythos. Uh, 6.5 ABV, 65 IBUs, and uh, it's a little sweet at the front end. But uh, like this, you get on the like sides of your tongue, it kind of just it kind of dries it out a little bit. Yeah, um, pretty good. I gave it a three seven five. Um, pr- approaching exceptional, uh, but it's a pretty good. darn good beer and. Uh, Thus continues, in my opinion, Trim Tab's run of making quality brewskis. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, another one from that uh, stash I picked from at work. And I'm glad I did it once again. Not leading me astray. Uh, Yeah, I'm just looking up uh, Trim Tab's. Oh, that's right. Yep. I remember the. The uh, the symbol of Trim Tab. Yeah, their logo, Colts. I suppose. Looks like a uh, Colt from a scary movie. Yeah, so you sent me. I think you sent me one of those. Circle in a triangle. Yeah, I probably sent you either their their classic IPA or uh, maybe their rye. Hopefully, their rye brown ale because that was a real good beer. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. So. Can't get them down here, unfortunately. Um, you can hmm. get them in uh, in Alabama, not too far from here. 
in Florida, not too far from here. Um, but yeah, yeah, good beers, good beers. All uh, right. Uh, anything else going on in the beer world with you? Uh, no, I took it. Oh, I took Matt to uh, when he was up visiting. We took him to Pizza Boy. Son of a bitch. I know. He didn't I even told, tell as me. As soon as we got in there, I'm like, uh, I want to bring Andrew here. I'm sure he had something snarky to say about that. No, he's like, that's, yeah, we should get him up here. Snarkmeister. Yeah. He should quit all the jobs and just yeah. come up here and live. <laughs> hey, well, I compound life is the life for me. Yeah. You're all, you're all about that life. No girls allowed. But. Divorce or kill all your, your wives yeah. and collect on insurance. Exactly. Now you get it. <laughs> and live in a weird compound in a compound in some dudes. weird fantasy. I there's definitely it's, a comic who <laughs> has a joke about how men would be fine with it's a female uh Eliza Schlesinger, who I like a lot. She's a stand up comedian. Yeah. And she has a joke about if, Guys don't care. If guys could, they would just sit around all day with making fun of their one friend with who has an oddly big nutsack, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, be fine. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that sounds. It's like what you just described is utopia. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, just, yeah, the sex gets awkward after a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kicking a soccer ball against the wall. Yeah. Uh yeah. Nice. Um I don't have anything much going on. Oh my god. I thought I thought like I got fired today. Oh, I can't really? believe I didn't lead with this. Um with the discussion with you prior to the podcast. Hmm. Um I I have a shift at the bar tomorrow and a shift at the bar Saturday. Um, while I was getting off my shift at the local coffee shop today, I got a uh, text message or a uh, app alert from my uh, work application. I was like, "Your Friday shift has been canceled." I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, oh, "Don't do this." First, first, even though it's preseason, first Saints game of the year, people are going to be in there spending money. Don't do this to me. And. I was kind of salty because I was like, really, I'm the one that gets it versus because we have two other people that work on Fridays that at the first opportunity to duck out, they take it I'm like I'm the one that getting cut. Um, and then I get about five minutes later removed from my Saturday shift. I'm like, oh, no, what the fuck? Did I fuck the money up on Monday night? What is happening? Um, and I I texted my boss and i was like is there a reason i got removed from my shifts um and obviously my my employment has been something that's been weighing on me heavily lately um if you listen to the other podcasts uh you would know that and so basically i'm like am i about to have to work full-time at the coffee shop um <laughs> totally you know jumping out the window immediately Excuse me, jumping out the window immediately, not really thinking it through, but like I, a patent dog. I, yeah, I was just like, "Fuck, <laughs> that's horrible." <laughs> it's all right; he'll never hear it. <laughs> um, but 
I yeah, I was like, fuck. What happened? Cuz it's one thing if I like if I like were to get fired for some like a fireable offense that I committed, I'd probably know and I'd be like, fuck, right. I got caught. Yeah. But Dude. this was just like pant like what did I do? Why is this happening? Um turns out it was all a false alarm. <laughs> Uh, but but I I spent they're adding more hours. No, yeah, right. <laughs> the good news, I'm working three jobs now. I panicked, took another job on, and then I got my shifts back. So <laughs> I'll be busy. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't. It was totally irrational of me to jump to that, but in my head, I was like, I got fucking fired. Well, I guess. Well. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that happen, kind of happen, right? Uh, not without cause, some I associated know. cause, but yeah. Yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. It was like, well, yeah, it's happened before. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Tropical Gleason's coming back. If you're cool. in the New Orleans area and you enjoy, uh, Nice New England IPA. You just wish there was more pineapple. Mm. We, Port Orleans has got you covered. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Steve, Steve Gleason. I love tell. I love recommending that uh, documentary to people. Yeah, I warned him. I, I, I was like, "Oh, you got to watch it. It's awesome." It's like mm. it's amazing. Like it just it's it's a tough watch, but it, it's a thinker. It's, yeah. It's I it it was thought provoking for me. I I really I I felt like uh, you know he he's making the most of what he can do. What what can I do? Do you think you can judge people if they whether or not they tear up on that? Right? If they don't tear up, they're a sociopath. Right? Have to be. I yeah. I don't know unless they're a Falcons fan. Then it's okay. Not really. Mm. F- fuck the Falcons. FTF. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Football's here. I'm just excited to I'm I I love working Saints games. It's so much it's fun and it's fucking great money. So I am cool. very happy that football's back. Uh yeah. But other than that, not a lot going on in the beer world. Um, but yeah, if someone's like, oh, Gleason, uh, it's kind of boring. That's yeah, probably a crazy like, person. Yeah. Not someone you want to really hang out yeah. with. Yeah. Because their morals are. They're Actually, I'd rather hang out with someone with loose morals than yeah. no morals. Like, loose morals means a fun night. No yeah. morals means you could be a victim yeah. or in jail. Yeah. We were, I was, I was on the phone with a friend. Um, not too long ago who I'd, i uh, hadn't spoken to in a while you know, we were talking about this guy and he's like this dude's a total nut um he's like yeah you know but he's a genuinely good person i'm like yeah he's you know what he, i know that he's a great guy and two when he gets in trouble he's the only person who gets in trouble like he, he doesn't fuck the rest of the group up he just <laughs> when he fucks up it only reflects poorly on him you know and that's a great guy because he's, he's a fucking riot to be around. He's and the when, captain. He goes down with the ship. Everybody else gets no lifeboats. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if everyone else is getting on his ship. To be fair, but yeah, no, it's great. It's it's funny because you know you we all know those people who are like, if they <laughs> if I'm going down, we're all going down. What? You're the one making bad decisions, yeah. dude. Why did you punch that horse? <laughs> that horse is a cop, man. <laughs> He's a deputized asshole. <laughs> Say buttercup. Uh, what was that? Oh, half-baked. <laughs> God. The horse named Buttercup. Say buttercup. My son rode a horse today. Nice. Yeah. My wife, I Old Town Road. forgot that they were going to do this. And... Uh, they he she took him to this place where they have horses and they let kids ride and mm-hmm. like till so they can't no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, like I thought that was a quaint little song when you first introduced it, and now it's the worst song in the world. Oh. I hate it so much. I actually i I went the exact opposite way. I love that it's not going away, and I think it's the the like contrarian in me that that i know it's driving people nuts they're like okay we get it old town road i'm like that's right old town road's here to stay <laughs> christ just give it a week i'll forget yeah um but yeah he uh it was cool it, he rode a horse nice anyway non-sequitur well kind of a sequitur uh let's get into <laughs> movies non uh Non secretariat. Um, <laughs> let's 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 let's. Uh, so um, we've got a, we've got a top five this week, um, and we are going to be talking about Apollo Eleven. But a little teaser: we're doing it next week with mm-hmm. a special guest who knows more about science than us. Mm-hmm. Not to brag, Mister Big Brain. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be talking about that. Um, it's streaming on Hulu and I think you said CNN. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if you um, that sounded interesting to you, there's still time to get in uh, get in the spirit of yes. the moon landing. Um, we're going to be talking about that next week. Um, but like I said, we've got a top five, and before that, we got a couple Lucy's, couple uh, couple uh, little here and there's you and I saw. Yeah. Talk about. Well, I did. You did assign me a movie called Action Point, a movie that I asked you to assign to me. Oh, that's right. Uh, Action Point from 2018, streaming on Hulu, uh, starring Johnny Knoxville and his cast of characters. Uh, basically, this is just another jackass movie, and it's loosely based around this um, uh, p- park in New Jersey that was called, I think it was called Action Point Park. Yeah, I think so. Um, that was just a free for all kind of, um, like growing up, you knew the place, like the pool hall you could go to, to drink, you could drink beer, like as a teenager, you know what I mean? Or the place where it was okay to get uh, I was a busy making jackass videos with my friends, so I'll have to take uh, your word for that. Well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah, the place yeah. Or the, the seedy place. The seedy where, spot. Yeah. You know, it was just like people a little bit older than you, like they were like, yeah, come on, come and have some beers or do whatever. And this was that place on, not on steroids, but like just it was uh, there was like injuries and death and stuff. But like 
the the actual story is a lot more interesting than this movie. This movie kind of blew. Um, oh, that sucks. Uh, I felt bad for Johnny Knoxville because he is getting old. Oh no! And, yeah. Um, and like I, I actually like him as an actor. Like whenever he's playing some not really straight roles, he never plays a straight role. He always plays something a little off kilter. But mm-hmm. um, this is more him just doing. It, it was an excuse to do like crazy pranks and stuff and stuff. I gave it a five. It's streaming on Hulu. Don't watch it. It's not that good. Watch watch the first two jackass movies. Maybe even the first three. Mm. All right. Fair. Hey, fair enough. Uh bummer. But uh at least we have Jackass to fall back on. Yeah. Nice. Uh all right. Well, I uh Went out to the theaters to see a movie that everyone's just buzzing about. Um, yeah. Favorite favorite filmmaker of mine, um, and I think yours as Quentin well, Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he made a three-hour movie, so when I went to the movies at 10 o'clock the other night, I didn't really feel like, uh, you know, staying out till 1 a.m. I'm so pissed that I haven't seen this yet. I'm, like, I'm disappointed in myself as well, especially the, the fact that I went to the movies... Um, Although that is exactly why is there wasn't a showing at ten. It was like nine thirty at night, and I was like, I I really want to see this fucking movie. And I looked the uh, theater closest to me that um, was showing it. They had an eleven twenty show. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember. Well, I went and saw Avengers Endgame Mm -hmm. at eleven o'clock one night. Yeah, you don't get out till two. That sounds rough. Um, yeah, so just the opportunity hasn't presented itself yet. I really want to see it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with, with a three hour movie and as we've talked about schedules being what they are, it's, it's kind of tough to carve out that time to go to the theaters because on top of the three hour movie, you know, it's an AMC. So there's like 30 minutes of fucking trailers and traffic to and from um anyways uh 9 30 at night i'm looking and like you know what crawl's playing at 10 nice going to see that so i went and i watched alexander asia's crawl uh he is this based in nor or louisiana uh no no uh florida actually oh yeah but um, so Alexander Asia, this is his second creature feature that he's made. He also made the uh, Piranha 3D remake. Oh, Barry Pepper's in this. Nice. He is. Yes. And I miss Barry Pepper. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Barry Pepper. But um, so he directed Piranha 3D, which I love that movie. It is just sleazy b-movie trash um that totally knows what it is uh has enough of a budget that there's a couple people that are fun to watch in it um and you know lean doesn't have much in the way of plot so it leans heavily on uh gore and nudity you do yes after it gets uh bitten off by a piranha it's awesome that's the best way to see a stick honestly um in 3d (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I fuck. I <laughs> I probably like that movie way more than I should, but I do not apologize for it. Uh, yes. So he did crawl a little more uh, toned down on the uh, uh, completely muted on the nudity, a little toned down on the gore. Um, but yeah, just a uh, fun creature feature. So a young woman, while attempting to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped in a flooding house and must fight for her life against alligators. Hmm. These are some big-ass alligators. These are some very clearly CGI-rendered alligators. Um, but it's fun, and it does its job really well. Like, it's tense, and it's a stupid little, like, midsummer action movie. Um, not even action movie, just this little midsummer creature feature. Uh, it, it, but it's just, it's, it's pretty effective. Um, looks like it made its budget back. There you go. Uh, so yeah, it's got a $13.5 million budget and it looks like it's cumulatively gross 37.1 million. Oh, good. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad cause I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun movie. Um, and I don't know if, if you like, uh, creature features, if you're stuck inside on a rainy day, I like this is seems like a fun one to just pop in. Okay. Yeah. Um the uh main actress Kea Scodelario. I've never seen her in anything else, I don't think. Um, but she was good. Barry Pepper was good. Uh yeah, she was she was in Moon. Pirates of the Caribbean. Is Eve a uh is that a voiceover? Because I don't remember there being anyone else in Moon. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Yeah, she's in Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. Got a good minute amount of credits to her. Yeah. But yeah, I don't recognize her. Yeah. She looks like a. Yeah. Um, uh, what's her name? Selena Cow. Catwoman? Um yeah she looks like oh uh, Anne Hathaway looks, yeah kinda yeah <laughs> cat <laughs> catwoman <laughs> uh nice yeah dude fun fun movie um cool. and i uh i know if you have you listened to Anderson talk about it on either cinematics or film vault uh, I th- he I think he reviewed it and it was, he said it was, it was it was decent like yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't bad. It's what it. Um, if you look at the trailer and you're like, I think I'd like this movie. You're right. If okay. you look at the trailer and you're like, this movie is stupid. You're right. Um. Yeah. But I it's, I it's, can picture it's not him. Quite, it's not Sharknado, but it's no. Not. Or it's not what is that Lake Placid? No, no. Yeah, it's not like um, it's not fully over the top, and it's still it. It's in enough control of itself that it's not like a just full on parody, right? 
Um, and it's effective. It's effective movie making. And yep. I could picture him just loving the ending of this. Okay, yeah. Because I know he's a big fan of the, uh, he doesn't like the denouement, the declining action after the climax. Yeah. And this, the ending to this movie is great. Um, cool. Just the, the final shot into the credits and the song choice, phenomenal. Um, it got got a good laugh out of the, out of the audience. And actually, the other thing about that is, um, I saw this the weekend that this came out July twelfth, and I saw this the weekend that um, Once Upon a Time came out. Okay. Um, theater was packed, so July twenty sixth. Okay. So two weeks later. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> theater was packed for for a ten o'clock showing of Crawl. So. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I recommend it unless you if you're like, eh, maybe I'll check it out. Check it out. Um, but like I said, if you're like, this is stupid. Don't bother. You're right. Good deal. Yeah. You, you have bad attitude, but you're right. <laughs> Whatever you think, you're right. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Uh, I also watched another movie from 2018 that I know you've mm-hmm. seen. A little movie called Overlord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd talk about it, but maybe I didn't. You might uh, have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Overlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, war movie. War as hell. It is. Yeah. And very... Uh, intense uh so, so like um this came out I, or i watched this right in the midst of me re-watching like band of brothers <laughs> what a juxtaposition yeah so like it and it because it follows like the 101st like the airborne like right they're going in like the night before d-day and they got to knock out these installations and stuff and this is this story of like this untold story of the uh, a group of guys, uh, supposedly like a squadron or whatever it is, but then it ends up only being about five guys who get together and they still have to knock out this installation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get more than what they bargain for because this installation is no pushover. Mm-mm. Quite the opposite. Bunch of super. So, what you what do you think about this movie? Because like. <clears throat> Um, this doesn't fall into parody, but it should like, yeah, it should have been it, it, um, I, I feel like it took itself too seriously to be good. Yeah. I feel like bad guy, the bad guy was too comedically, too comedically bad to be taken seriously. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just thought that um, I could see them on set saying like, All right, look, look, we're making uh, uh, I don't know. I th- I feel like they might have thought they were making something different. It's like go all the way with it. Be um, you know, be be a little over the top. Like it just felt it felt like they made a lot of safe choices to the detriment of the movie. Yes, this. This movie reminded me of the video game Doom, mm. which I know there was a movie called 
Doom? Oh yeah, there was it it featured uh some first person shooting yeah. camera work. I remember that being on the box art for the movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh Hardcore Henry before Hardcore Henry. Um but like the the kind of creatures you go against, the like the mm. ramping up of the villains and stuff. Yeah. The same kind of thing. It's it this is a video game. This is something this is this would work so much better as like a video game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wyatt Russell's always really good, though. Mm-hmm. Like I like him. I do too. Um, he reminds me a little bit of the Jason Clark, like a younger Jason Clark. Um, you'd know him from. I talked about him last week on Pet Cemetery, or oh yeah, yeah. This, they have he, kind of the same like uh, bridge the of the brow nose and to brow area eyes, maybe? yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely could see that. Um, yeah, but it's weird. This movie's different. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't I, love yeah. it. I didn't hate it by any stretch either. But it just felt like a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah. I thought it was going in an interesting um, direction when they really kind of seem to slow it down, focus on the characters. um, Up in the attic. Yeah. But then, really, at the end, they all kind of ended up being pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, It's just a movie, you know, just loaded with missed opportunities. Um, It's not bad. I gave it a seven, but it's definitely... Like, it's well put together. There's some good shots. There's some good ideas in it, but I would definitely not going to revisit it. Definitely don't recommend it. Yeah. I think I gave it a six. Yeah. Looking back on it. Some some good kills, some good, yeah. um, you know, graphic, you know, graphic death and stuff as far as a horror movie goes. Because this, I mean, is it's like an action horror. Yeah. Yeah, and it it doesn't particularly have much of either. Yeah. Which uh which stinks, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh I watched a movie. Uh talked about it last week. I was like or two weeks ago, I guess. Uh when I was like, Ooh, seventy two fifty two or seventy eight fifty two Hitchcock shower scene. Yes. And I said, I might even watch that tonight. Guess what I did? Yeah, you watched it that night. I did. Nice. It was 2 o'clock in the morning when I went to bed. Oof. Oof. It sounds intense. Like camping. Yeah. Um, it was weird because what it is is a uh, – it, it's a not – it's not a scene-by-scene breakdown or um, frame-by-frame breakdown. So what it, what it refers to is the 72 setups and 52 shots of the shower scene in the movie Psycho. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, what it does is it breaks down it, uh, like from the start to the finish of the scene, but also encapsulates the whole movie within it too. Like it, it, le- it, it talks a lot about the history of, of Hitchcock up to this point and what he did after and what this movie meant for him, uh, based on, uh, where he was in his 
his career and what he was doing and, oh, and what America, where America was during this period as well. Because, uh, well, according to this film, like it changed America cinema and maybe it did. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, people say that, you know, there was nothing, but it, there, there would have been another movie like a clockwork orange wasn't that far away, you know, from changing American cinema either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, I mean, there was, you know, uh, Italian cinema, you know, Suspiria wasn't that far away either, but what it, what it is, is it's a, it's like half talking head, half, um, half talking head, maybe a quarter reenaction, re, yeah, reenaction. Mm-hmm. Is that a word and uh another three quarters is that the word um Re- oh, yeah. uh react my brain's dead Re- reenactment yeah reenactment too many cigarettes for me yep um and too many uh bear claws for me yeah <laughs> uh yeah so it's uh they talked to a lot of filmmakers uh a couple of your favorites peter bogdanovich is in it um, uh, what's his name from who did American Psycho? Mm, um, Brett. No. Yeah. Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah. Writer. He was. A, yes. Okay. Uh, he like a lot of people were. Uh, Eli Roth was in it. Nice. Um, uh, some of the people that were involved in the scene, like the 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 body double that was in there for um, oh shit, no, I can't remember her name. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's dad or mom. Um, oh, um, oh, fuck. Janet Lee. Janet Lee, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Uh, but it was a lot of people like re like they had them sitting watching the film and commenting on each scene, and or each f- kind of frame, kind of like, you know, um, and just really examining the. Examining America's psyche and our psyche and how th- this changed cinema. And mm. yes, and I'm, we listened to that one podcast oh, God. about yeah, which was good at points, but it was very just self-important. Yeah, it was blowhardy, and it it was also very editorialized. Yes, and very uh, happy with its oh, happy it with was its own totally uh, production values, jerking itself off. Yeah, more than once. But also had a lot of in good my information ears. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like as I as fans of the movie, I think we we're we we're willing to uh, wade through the bullshit. Yeah. Um, but and actually, li- listen to that podcast actually helped me get through this movie a little bit too because it, I kind of knew what they were talking about because sometimes you can get lost in the weeds of the. Uh, uh, like you have to be a a lover of this film to enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and there's a lot of sycophantic kind of, uh, exposition in this movie. Uh, just uh, like how they're dro- sure. drooling over top of it and like how much they love it. And for sure they're like, that scene is really good. 
Um, it's just, I really like this movie. It's, if you're a film lover and you like movies and you have uh, appreciation for what came before, this is worth the watch. 7852. Okay. Um, there's ways to poke holes, and I think I just did. I just kind of yelled about how how in love they were with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there's it seemed like a bunch of fanboys and fangirls just like you know masturbating all over what they thought this was, and I think they they read a little bit too much into it. Not to the point of what room, what was it? Room two thirty seven. Yeah, it, it not that much. They didn't read that much into it because they just did a like a frame by frame breakdown of it but um it, it had some it had some uh hints of that i suppose but uh worth a watch stream on hulu it's not that long i think it's an hour and like 20 minutes or an hour and 30 um i if if you got a time to watch it, it i think you'd enjoy it okay. if you can get by past some of the self-aggrandizing things in it yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not surprised something like that would be self-grandizing, um, but still interested. So we'll yeah. check it out. I will check her out. Um, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I feel like. Oh, I know. Um, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Um, well. I think I kind of alluded to it. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I at least texted back and forth with you um, that the first mid credit scene is worth the price of admission alone. It was yes. awesome. Um, the movie, all, all in all, felt a little flat, a little less dynamic. Um, and uh, I was talking my uh, manager at the coffee shop uh, he is a huge um, Marvel Cinematic Universe guy. Loves it. Like he went uh, to the theaters and saw Endgame, and um, by Monday he was like, "Oh, I found it online too. I've watched it two or three more times, and I just have it on in the background when I'm doing stuff at home." It's like, "Whoa, all right." Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, I I was talking with him about it. It um far from home feels lost in the wake of endgame which obviously had huge rippling consequences and um was a huge culmination of 21 movies um <clears throat> so i found out and this is just uh marvel shooting themselves in the foot obviously no, they're not going to learn their lesson because no money lost, no uh, no consequences really paid other than the movie was uh, less than what it could have been. But when you're making that much money, it's hard to notice. Uh, they didn't let the writers of Spider-Man Far From Home read the Endgame script. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They knew, like, key elements like what's going to happen to tony stark but i just feel like that really uh kind of would have helped in the um 
story developing and script writing process if you knew what you were following yeah because yeah i mean they almost had to be done with oh they had to be done with pretty much everything yeah by that point Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was too far gone at that point um and this is how you're like this is technically i guess far from home is technically the closing of phase four yeah um so kind of just a weak move on their part just a just a weird choice that is odd yeah especially what like the care they took with with uh homecoming yeah and how how well that was received right why wouldn't they allow them well you know i mean i guess they could i could see it from one point of view because like you know, in the middle of Endgame, they're like, "What's or no?" I guess it's more in the, in the Avengers, uh, in the uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, "What's good is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood to go home to." Mm-hmm. But then they, but they also go abroad and then they hit, run into these like crazy creatures. Like I don't know, I don't know. That's weird. Why would they do that? No, it's just a bad decision. And the whole, I I feel like the whole thing is, um, it's a problem of their own design. Like, I know people want to get their hands on these scripts and people want to leak things and people want to be the first to know and the person to break these things. But with the amount of like, you can only see this and you can only like, you can only read your lines and you can't like, it just... I don't know. It feels so much more industry than artistry yeah. with stuff like that. Yeah, I I mean, I would say yes, that it, 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 it it's a little short-sighted to do that. Um, but looking at what they've been able to accomplish with the really good storytelling they've been able to put out, as opposed, I mean, you can't help but just juxtapose it against, you know, the DC universe. Like, right. how, I mean, you know, a movie, like, if you had a movie like, I can, I, I'm guessing the way you explained um, uh, Far From Home is so much better than anything the DC universe has put out in the last, you know, 10 years. Or not yeah, 10 years, maybe, but eight years. You know, with all the Justice League stuff. Uh, I mean, maybe with the exception of maybe Wonder Woman, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, but. no, Wonder Woman was definitely better than uh, than this. Than uh, this, but, but Wonder like, Woman is an ex- uh, was an exceptionally good movie. But as far as world building and stuff, and world containing, you know, like uh, Wonder Woman could have stood it. Well, it does stand on its own, really. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting to look at because like it's almost going to the point where it's like, all right, well, that's another good movie by Marvel, or, or even if it's just an okay movie by Marvel, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the um, production value and shit is just so high. Yeah. Um, and it seems like most of the scripts now, like there hasn't been really any real real duds. No. Like, even like, you know, Ant Man and Wasp was enjoyable for me. Um, I mean, I can't think of the last Marvel movie that really disappointed. Probably like Thor or The Dark World or something like that. 
you know. I would not but know. Didn't see it. Eh, you don't have to. <laughs> that's the general consensus. That's inter- That's an inter- interesting thing. But yeah, I, I just feel like it could have been a stronger. It could have been a stronger movie. And then I see that that's um, that that information comes out, and I can't help but think it's like, well, uh, did they do this? Um, was this by their own design or? Not by their own design, but it at their own their own fault, I guess. Yeah. I huh. Well, interestingly enough, I in the last like four or five days, I think, mm. I've watched Into the Spider Verse mm. last night Love with my that. son. Uh which was really amazing because as soon as I turned it on he sat there and just couldn't take his eyes off of it, and neither could I, because it is so goddamn good. There's so many, there's so many little, uh, it's phenomenal uh, movie tidbits in that movie. It's so good. It's so well written, so uh, and so well produced. I don't know how they did like the, and they changed the animation so many times, but like every time you they changed it, it like was believable and like just bought into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was amazing. That's streaming on Netflix right now. But I also watched the Batman trilogy, the Nolan Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the last time you've delved into the Batman trilogy. I'm guessing it's been a while. Mm-hmm. At least like watched all three. Yeah. When's but... the last time you saw Batman Begins? Um, probably a year ago. Okay. Well, I love I I, 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 I love Batman Begins. Yeah. That I do too. I yeah. I like all three of them a lot. Um, but yeah, I Batman Begins is always stood out. Because and Batman Year One is one of my my favorite comics. Um, and even though they're not, uh, it's not a full on adaptation. The parallels. But, I, yeah, I love some the parallels. Straight up, like you know, when he when he's in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, with the cops surrounding the building, he calls in the bats to, you know, I mean, yeah. that's a straight up right from year one. Uh, but like, so if it's not Batman original or animated series, this mm-hmm. this trilogy is my Batman. As much as I love eighty eighty nine Batman. This is like, in and it isn't even the Batman that is the best Batman. It isn't. It's the villains. It's mm-hmm. it's the the cast of characters. It's Gordon. It's Alfred. It's all the cast around him. Because like to be honest, Christian Bale's Batman is just kind of blah for me. It's media. It's middle of the road, and like his suit is kind of blah. Like I, I like when, when when I'm watching this, I'm imagining imagining the. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Arkham uh, uh, video games as mm-hmm. him that suit, you know, in this in this world, uh, and it's just so well done. And Christopher Nolan is just a genius uh, as far as filmmaking goes. I mean, it's it feels so real, like the, and especially because they have the, um, uh you know all the practical effects and stuff mm-hmm. you know they don't rely a whole lot on the cgi uh which makes a makes a big difference to me and the I, way, no, the way it, he shoots it it's so much more immersive 
Yeah. Uh, just it was just a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, dive back down into that. Uh, the the first two Batman Batman Begins and ba- uh, the Dark Knight are streaming on Netflix. Uh, oh, nice. The Dark Knight Rises is not streaming anywhere right now. Get out of town. I like the Dark Knight Rises. I know it's yeah. yeah. But it just wasn't it wasn't as good as. I mean, for my I mean I I I like it too. It just. Yeah. Uh, just not quite as good. There's a lot of themes in there. You look back and see uh, Nolan mm-hmm. doing different things, and when it was when they all were were uh, put out, they're like at different times. And uh, whether it was like uh, Dark Knight Rises, you know, like it was the one percenter. Yeah, it was the Occupy time. Yep. Which I think that was maybe the biggest detriment to the movie is it leaned on a it very did. short um short-lived movement in american popular culture yeah but if you look at um if you look at uh, batman begins it has a lot to, i think i feel it was i think it released in 85 or 90 or 85 2005 so it was mm-hmm. like right in the midst of the the iraqi war mm-hmm. and the midst of the bush presidency and i think that ha- it had a lot to do with that post 9 11 paranoia yeah yeah absolutely uh, and then yeah uh and i think yeah and then when uh and it, well i don't know when i guess in oh oh eight no seven or is eight, whenever yeah, uh the dark knight came out mm-hmm. so i'm not sure what kind of trends were going on there but uh, uh that that muslim president we had i don't know yeah <laughs> oh god that's another another great facts don't matter moment. Yeah. Obama's a Muslim. Really? Based on what? Yeah. You don't like him? What's Anyways. funny is, and like, I don't, like, I hate all, every fucking rhetoric on every side. Mm. Is like, why, why is everybody beating up on this president so much? And like, do you remember what happened to Obama? Like, yeah. the shit he took? Yeah, this, yeah. I mean... I don't think I I've you know and I'm not like I'm not like this uber fan of Obama either cuz like I like he's he a, been out he's of, one of the greatest orators of our time a phenomenal speaker but he was a good speaker but you know he what? didn't get us I don't out think, of any wars or anything like that I don't like think that. there's and, I can't imagine there ever being a good president yeah I just I don't think it's a I don't think it's a job that I don't know too yeah. much, too much appeasing and towing party lines. I don't know. Ah, fuck the government. That's my. That's pretty much my favorite thing about America. Is I can say that and not get thrown yeah. in a detention camp. So that's very true. Yeah, it's, it's a bad system, but it's the best one there is. Yeah, it's the the best bad system out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing I've been yes. watching, and I'll, I'll get this really quick. And I, yes, I am excited to hear about this. Uh, the Boys mm-hmm. is on streaming on Amazon. It's a, a limited series, I think, eight, eight episodes, or it's not a limited series, but it's a you know short run mini series. Uh, first first se- season, a lot of production value, uh, based on a Garth Ennis um, comic. And guess what, Andrew? You have Amazon Prime, don't you? I do. You have access to a Kindle, don't you? I have my Kindle right here. 
you can read the entire omnibus of The Boys on your Kindle for free. The Boys. Yep. I'll look it up right now. Yep. So, like, that is something that goes along with Amazon. If you have Amazon and want to get into The Boys, and you can see, you can read along with it or read before. Uh, they stay pretty true to the series. There's some nice little uh, winks and nods from the um, from the comic and referenced in the TV show. Uh, basically, it is a uh, it's so there's a Justice League, and then there's also like uh, there's there's a world full of superheroes. So there's like this a tier of superheroes which are called the seven which is the justice league let's call it and they have like b tiers and c tiers and d tiers and like like the b tier would be i don't know maybe the x-men or and <gasps> what? like Damn yeah you. i mean I'm I, just it's just based on but they they the ennis like takes a baseball bat to the superhero mythos in the boys and just like um it makes it so that you know how every superhero has this moral compass like and there's very little of them very little of them that have a uh, nefarious bone in their body but like mm-hmm. what if you know the superheroes were just like this petty and greedy and uh uh you know but had the ability to be able to act on those uh those uh foibles mm-hmm. and um the boys on amazon tries to uh dive deep into this uh what i like about the boys the 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 comic is that it it runs through all of all of them this first season only can really scratch the surface of it and it also has like some current political tone uh political messages and stuff that goes along with it, but it also stays pretty true to uh, what Garth Ennis saw in it. It's irreverent, it's wrong, it's uh, politically incorrect, and hopefully we don't get a whole lot of people shouting, you know, why have this on, you know, why watch this? I'd say, why not? Um, It's, if you like comic books, this is a, uh, worth the watch and nice. i love carl urban he is a he's one of our treasures who doesn't get enough work right now he's a good actor yeah i am into it all right well were you able to find it yes on amazon yep so yeah you can read along and watch along got it i'm gonna i just finished uh they <laughs> I was actually looking at Kindle Unlimited the other night, and uh, they had Goosebumps books, which I grew up with. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to read one of these. Took nice. me took me about an hour and a half. I remember. Oh, it's, really? Remember it taking a lot longer as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Um, they always have those like stupid little twists, and it's it is very simple, but for a third. Well, my grader, boy gets a little bit older. We'll do that. Right now, we're reading Dog Man. Dogman, yeah, by the it's it's the same guy that did Captain Underpants. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so I'm familiar. Um, it gives me a chance to do all my my voices. Nice. Like I've been, you know, I go into character with all the different. Uh, yeah. 
It's that's a fun time. Rain tier. Rain tier little one. I love it. There's a lot of bad things about having a kid, but there are so many good things about having a kid. Mm-hmm. And making voices is one of them. <laughs> getting getting your voice acting chops yes. going. I love it. Yeah. Um man. Now that I'm thinking back about it, I probably those were some of uh just a perfect example of like if the cover's cool, I'm yep. into it. You're in. Yeah. So anyways, uh yeah, give me give me something to read that, you know, isn't a little more adult, a comic book. Yeah. Which I have no problem with. Because I love comic books. All right. Um so let's go ahead, uh, dole out some uh, some assignments real quick, and do, uh, do do a countdown. All right, yeah. um, for you on Amazon Prime, Force Majeure, M A J E U R E. I started watching this once, and I got about five minutes in, and I was like, I don't feel like reading tonight. Oh, and then never, never got back into it. And now but the I heard mood it's strikes good. again. Yes. It is uh, from 2014. Stream on Amazon Prime. And uh, it is. Oh, no, I can't find it. Never mind. Something said. There was something about it being a raunchy comedy. And. Uh, is it? I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Let me go back to Amazon. Uh, let's move past it. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll bring it back around. Don't worry. All right. Well, if I told you there were some movies starring Robert De Niro, Ed Norton, and Marlon Brando, mm. and directed by Frank Oz, would you be interested? I I would love. I, I hope so because you're going to watch this <laughs> next week. The score uh, from 2001. If it's anything um, like Frank Oz's, what about Bob? Yeah, I'm into there it. You go. I might uh, need to yeah. watch this along with you. I think I, I have I haven't watched this in a while, but I remember really liking it for some reason. I think there's a some kind of twist at the end. I'm sure. Hey, great cast. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I did find it a must see dark comedy. Force majeure. That's according to the Blu-ray uh, box of it. You can't just put anything on those boxes. Nope. Rule. There's there's rules rules to this. Uh yeah, so the score, I'm into it. Yeah. Streaming on Amazon. Check it out. All right, and uh, I got one. I don't know if a movie we've really talked about a lot, um, but I'm a fan of it. Uh, style, very stylistic uh, biopic. Uh, little movie called Blow. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. About George Young. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Not a fan of his. Liked him in this movie. He's good and stuff. Yeah. Stuff, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blow. Blow. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I got two. Yes. Because I do. 
And uh, the first is Panic Room. I think I've probably recommended it before, but it's streaming on Netflix and Amazon. So check that out. That's one of those rare movies that are... But uh, Fincher is doing some pretty good Fincher stuff in here. And I think we both really like this movie. Yeah, solid. And uh, yeah, Panic Room. Uh, And a band called Death streaming on Amazon right now. Uh, have you been current? Are you current with? You're probably not current with the, the crime town. No, I am not. Right. So it's based in Detroit, and their uh, their their song their uh, theme song is uh, "Politicians in My Eyes." I think or something like. Oh, that. nice. Yeah, "Politicians yeah. in My Eyes." Yeah, great tune. And- yeah, fucking, I love a band called Death. It's so good. Yeah. It, the music holds the fuck up. It really does. Oh, definitely. Um, and this documentary is really good, too. It's pretty tight. Uh, it, it explores it. And it's a mystery. It's kind of like finding Sugar Man type of thing. Where, like, where do these guys go? You know, why, why is it a black punk rock band in Detroit in the early or late 70s? Like, yeah, what? fucking proto-punk, too. Like, yeah. punk hit yeah, 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 broke yeah. yet. Like, yeah, not yeah. Like actually, it, it's what do you say, proto punk? What's that mean? Like, what do you like? I I that like these like punk was they didn't know how to make music. Like they just, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like I mean they knew they didn't know the instruments. Like these guys actually could play instruments right. and were good. You know? Yeah, and but their style like predates punk yeah, rock, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's okay. exactly punk rock. Yes. Um, and there's like, I haven't heard a whole lot of like, I would say maybe um, not just because it's Black League Singer, but like a living color maybe has a little bit of this. Yeah. Um, Cult personality. Yeah. And because like it had a, um, a message and it wasn't just like, yeah, it was politically motivated. Um, you know, thrashing like def- they, these guys definitely had chops, but it was a lot of. I mean, noise rock. Noise obviously has a negative connotation, but like, yeah, this is I mean, their music is really, really good stuff. And yeah. I, I think, uh, what is it? An album called Death, or is it just called Death? Let me look I think it it's called Death. Quick. Well, I don't even know if like I don't. Yeah, I just think it's called Death because I, yeah. And it's it's interesting yeah. because like I look at punk and I appreciate punk, but like I don't find and we talked about this before like where is the where is the soul of the generation like where is that anarchist spirit mm-hmm. and I I get that with punk a little bit, um, because it like you know just anarchy whatever, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of, well. I think a lot, like, I think the Ramones are so fucking overrated. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, it, it feels like stand for something, but, like, I guess if you stand too hard for something and you become, like, Rage Against Machine or something like that, where it's <laughs> kind of like you become, become a parody of yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it, like... At least these guys had a lot of, like, God-given, not God-given. They had musical talent, and they worked on their craft. 
Um, and like they've just got lost of time in, in so the Ramones could go on and mm-hmm. be and like these guys are so much better than the fucking Ramones. Yeah. In my mind. But I agree. Anyways, band called death. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Check it out, check it out. Uh Amazon Prime, right? Yep. Nice. Yeah. So uh next week on top of Apollo eleven, um, with a special guest who you guys you guys have no idea who it is, but special guest. It's gonna be um, such a yeah. surprise. Force majeure and the score. Um uh, both streaming on Amazon Prime. We'll be talking those next week. And uh, if you want, Blow and Panic Room and a band called Death are all streaming on Amazon Prime. But wait, Panic Room, also on Netflix. Nice. Boom. Don't say we never did anything for you. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a little top five. Um, and uh, it was it was a good i it was a good thematic idea. Um, and now it just is a regular idea because. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, to book club. he'll never listen to it. But yeah. like he, Matt ditched us for a uh, book club. Really fucked up. Yeah. So I had shitty thing to idea. do. Hey, road trip. <laughs> Matt just came down to see us. Uh, be a great idea for best road trip movies. Hell yeah. And then I was like, uh, Hey, we should do that. And then when Matt dropped off, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to look up road trip movies <laughs> until five minutes before the show started. Mm-hmm. So forget my list, but I know Andrew has a good one. No, definitely bring 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 your list. Let's uh, let's talk road trip movies. Um, All right. Yeah. So what 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 like? Uh, well, fuck. Uh, there's so many road trip movies. So like many. Any, so many. Like you go from one place to the other. Like whether it's, I mean, just in mine. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're just traveling, and yeah. that's half the fun traveling the debt the uh the, the journey, journey is the destination that's right <laughs> um but yeah you need uh for a lot of a lot of ones i i was looking at um need a cast of characters usually pretty oh, yeah. one to usually pretty one-dimensional characters and then they have like a mini arc in their night or like you know someone's rude or someone's snide and then they do something nice um but yeah, usually, it, like if you have a big cast, just bunch of one-dimensional characters. Maybe they'll surprise you once in a while, but there's enough characters there to uh, to satisfy needs, I guess. Um, yeah. For me, hey. even though I got a couple that uh, don't follow this, um, but you gotta have hijinks. Hijinks have to ensue. Yeah. Otherwise, why yeah, even go on the trip? Yeah. What's the what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought of one just off the top of my head here. Um, one you assigned to me. Uh, give me one second. Why raise the tenor of my voice? Um, motherfuck. Uh, Christ, Paul Rudd's been in a bunch of shit. The funnel, a fundamental fundamentals of. Fundamentals yeah that crossed crossed my mind as well yeah 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 um a good little uh cliche i think of the um 
at least of the comedy ones of of the road trip is uh you have a goal and almost unanimously don't achieve that goal yeah or the when you get there the goal is infinitely less than what it should have been yeah because the trip has dominated it superseded definitely 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 um but yeah i uh i enjoyed uh this list so there's some some really good movies i i'll just start right off the top uh movie i love that we don't talk about a lot no one seems to talk about a lot anymore has that cast of characters uh little miss sunshine no yeah i yeah we didn't love that that. fucking movie and yet to be completely honest haven't thought about it in years yeah uh greg kinnear was awesome in that um steve carell was probably i don't know when the office was on i don't really care for the office but this was kind of a turn from the character of michael yeah um a uh, suicidal sad man and uh instead of uh you know a uh, screwball boss yeah uh, i think we said it before he plays like um he plays that character so well that um that put upon that mm-hmm. not even put upon like it's so it's um just sad sack right yeah. he plays the sad sack really well yeah he does yeah um Paul Dano, Abigail Breslin, Tony Colletti, uh, or Colette. Yeah, I do that all the time. And then I think what Alan Arkin, right? Alan, yeah, he won the Best Supporting, I think, that year. Oh, probably. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, there, there's just uh, a lot of a lot of fun to be had in this movie um but it does it has their uh taken abigail breslin's character he did win best performing and it won best original screenplay at the oscars um while being nominated for best picture and uh nominated for best performance by an actress in a supporting role for abigail breslin very good um yeah uh yeah, they get there and the goal changes once they see how gross the whole like pageant life is. And uh I think they, they she does her like big number to a Rick James song which you know got got the pageant moms clutching their pearls. Mm. Setbacks, character growth, a VW bug. It's got it all. Bug. Yeah. Uh VW bus. Bus. Yeah. Solid, solid flick. I like it a lot. I want to watch it again soon. Cool. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere. So. Ooh, I'll never see it. Nope. Oh, well. Uh, mine involves a van. All right. And some characters that are one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you would say. But from 1994, streaming on Amazon right now. Streaming on Amazon right now? Mm-hmm. Um, Dumb and Dumber. Nice. There you go. Um, Going to Aspen. Yeah. I mean, stupid comedy, but fucking funny. Like, 
I don't know, like perhaps like I, if I hadn't seen this movie and I watched it right now for the first time, I'd be like, yeah, what's the big deal? <laughs> but I mean, infinitely quotable, um, stupid humor, but it works. You yep. know, there's a lot of stupid humor out there that doesn't work, but this one does. Those and those two had the right chemistry um, at that time. But everyone's seen this movie, and I don't need to really talk about it a whole lot. But yes, at John Denver, he's full of shit. <laughs> yep. Um, also on my list as just kind of a a um, not really a full on road trip movie, but a little road trip scene in another Farley Brothers movie. Uh, I love the scene uh, where. Ted in There's Something About Mary it picks up the hitchhiker. Yeah. Because uh, he's lonely on the road and when he's driving down to Miami to uh, see Mary. Six yeah. minute abs. Yeah. Six. No. <laughs> Seven minute abs. And then, of course, the whole <laughs> getting pulled over by the cops. <laughs> this wasn't your first time, was it? Hitchhiker? No. <laughs> Who keeps track of these things? Uh, just, yeah. Ben Stiller at his best. Um, comedically, <laughs> I feel like. That, that, um, that to me, that movie is the movie I love um, over Dumb and Dumber. I didn't see Dumb and Dumber until... I, I saw it too late. I just missed the mark on it. I think it's funny. I think those guys are funny. Um, but I just don't have the reverence for it the way other people who saw it, like, when it around the time it came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. And it's one of those things, like, uh, just this weekend with me and Ryan. I mean, we probably quoted it about 15 <laughs> times back and forth. Yeah. I would be lost. Be like, what? I don't get it. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'd probably get it. I can't guarantee that I would, but I might. Uh, yeah, nice. Um, one of my favorites. Curious what you think about this one because, you know, it's never talked about. A uh, little movie, most of you probably never even heard of it. It's called Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Solid road trip. Going oh, on his yeah. dad's sales trip. With David Spade playing the uh, straight man. Yeah. Um, well, and what? Black Sheep was a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But yeah, Tommy Boy was the... Uh, it's got to be the pinnacle of Chris Farley, right? Like, that's where he peaked, probably. I Yeah, I would say... I would say that's probably where... Outside of SNL, that's where his legacy lies. Like I feel like right. that movie um, ages a lot better than something like uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, or what is it? The one with uh, the guy from Friends, where they're Lewis and Clark. Oh, jeez, I cannot remember what that is called. Westford. There, Eastern. I don't know. I was thinking East. Eastern promises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely different movie. Man, um, 
Oh, I forgot it was in Airheads. I forgot about Airheads. Definitely not a great movie, but no, I like that movie. That movie's good. It's fun. I don't care what Almost says. Heroes. Matthew yeah. Perry. That's who it was. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, they were racing Lewis and Clark. Yes. They were the other. The other guys. <laughs> who could forget him as the bus driver in Billy Madison? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, just another great road trip. Love, love a good buddy comedy. Love great road trip. Yeah, got them both in spades. David Spades. David Spades. He um had uh, I I want to say it was SNL's fiftieth anniversary. No, that hasn't happened yet. And SNL's twenty fifth anniversary. I don't know. Um, but he in he was doing a tribute. He was giving a speech and doing like a little uh, tribute to Chris Farley, and he was talking about how you know he's my friend. We made two movies together. We made a comedy, and we also made Black Sheep. <laughs> so, a little self deprecation goes a long way. He's good at that. That's why the chicks love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, my... I got one. All right. And it's in the one quote, you get it. Okay. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank Hell of gas. Oh, yes. A of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Oh, what an oversight on my part. Love it. 1980, Blues, Blues Brothers. Bros. Not streaming anywhere, unfortunately, but not. I'm sure you can pick up all the good stuff on YouTube if you want to. Yeah, or I'm sure um, you can just think about it because we've all seen it a dozen times, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird, weird movie that shouldn't have worked, but it fucking works, mm-hmm. man. Like, absurdist comedy, uh, musical uh, acts that break out in the middle of nowhere. Um you know the eight thousand cop cars that are racked in the middle of it. Yep. Um, just like I said, absurdist comedy, but just fucking works. Uh, those two going back and forth and the hijinks they get into, and it's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Man, really good movie. Yes, holds up. Totally agreed. Uh yeah. So, um, move move things. Uh. A little bit um, away from the comedies. I got a, a, a little double header, um, mainly because one sort of, eh, uh, you know, toes the line of homage and ripoff. Um, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre and House of a Thousand Corpses. Two movies I love quite a bit. And it all starts with uh, people going on a road trip. Both end. Very poorly. Very badly. But, you know, they had some fun along the way. Um, I think, uh, I I feel like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses leans a a little more into this, into the the road trip motif. They, uh, like, what are they doing in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I think they're just going to, like, they're driving through Texas, or driving in texas to look for their like uncle's old old estate or something something like that yeah Yeah. it doesn't matter as much yeah it doesn't really matter yeah they're on a trip they're yeah they're on a trip 
doesn't go great. Um, but yeah, uh, what is it? Rain Wilson and uh, that that uh, Chris Hardwick. Uh, yeah. they're they're stopping at uh, all the weird weird spots along along the road. Um, and you get what's his name, Captain Spaulding, Sid. What's his last name? Hag. Uh, yeah, Sid Hag. Sid Hag. God, he he was so good in that role. Yeah, but I love when when he's uh, gets on their case about thinking that they're just a bunch of backwoods idiots. Yeah, and just freaks the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, and then gets that great big grin. Yeah. Yes, the big like yellow cheesy toothy grin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, I love I love his. Uh, what do you call that? Like a his as uh, not a corral. His uh, stable stable of actors. Mm-hmm. You know how like certain yeah. people like Tarantino has that. You know with Tim oh, Roth course. and whatever. And uh, but. Uh, uh, Rob Zombie stays true to his stable, you know. Yeah, and I I think I remember um, like the the whole um, reason Rob Zombie worked with uh, Sid Haig in the first place is he remembers seeing him in the, in old like uh, hmm? in the old creature features and uh, old like horror movies, yep. B movies and stuff, and which, which is perfect. This is, right up his alley give give a guy that he likes some work and uh yeah works out pretty well um like tarantino yeah yeah he is he's a lot like that um sherry moon's not the best person to have in your stable sometimes but Eh, other times she pays off other times she fits the bill yeah but sometimes she's a little shoehorned yep a little bit uh Chainsaw Massacre is streaming on Shudder, if you have that. Oh, I do. Still paying for Shudder. And uh, House of Thousand Corpses is on Cinemax. And Tommy Boy is not streaming. So just trying to keep up with the movies. Yeah, Tommy Boy, do the same thing you're doing with Blues Brothers. Just think about it. Well, no, just go to your DVD collection and grab it and watch it. Right, yeah. The the uh, holy Schnikes edition that you bought for four dollars at Best Buy in two thousand right. uh, seven <laughs> or eight. Yeah, I got my fine. BJ's wholesale <laughs> club. It's like a Sam's Club. Nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> uh, my next one is a movie that we both really, really, really liked, and we never talk about. Rarely talk. Little about. Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's very similar. Well, it's similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Captain Fantastic, 2016. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely flick. a road trip movie where he gets a bus. Oh, yeah. Kind of like. And, uh, yeah, they travel. And Viggo Mortensen is fucking great. And those kids are even better in this movie. Good yeah, little the, movie. Yeah, definitely a good movie. Definitely, um, you know, the young the young actors hold their own which is uh which to me that's the 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 easiest way for a movie to fall apart for me if i don't like the kid actor i just yeah i can't get past it that's why i didn't like the babadook um why i didn't like problem child (laughs) that's why i loved home alone 
Kevin, hmm. great actor. Kevin Macaulay Culkin, great actor. Kevin Macaulay Culkin. Kevin Macaulay Stir. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah Captain Fantastic that, that, is a mm-hmm. is a, a fun a fun movie. It makes you think. Makes you like start to. It's one of the movies, it kind of makes you rethink your worldview a little bit. Not that you're going to change it, but like, oh, this is a different way to think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, fun little movie, and it makes you want to be a better person, I think. And, unfortunately, it's only streaming on Canopy, so that kind of blows. Oh, yes. But I think Canopy. you can get Canopy if you have, like, a, a library subscription somewhere, and it supports Canopy or something to that effect. Um. But. Check the rotary specs. Library card. People still people still using libraries? A place where they hide all the books. Yeah. Hide it in a book. If you want to keep it a secret. Uh yes. Captain Fantastic. I like that movie. That's the <laughs> it worst part is is strong the worst part about doing these lists though is it, all these movies that i want to just go back and watch yeah and i'm barely finding time to watch you know i really try and watch two movies a week realistically i'm maybe coming in at like 1.5 yeah Anyways. yeah there's yeah the, yep rewatchability is hard mm-hmm. uh yes so Throw this out there, a movie I don't need to ever see again. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, Orange County, starring Colin Hanks and Jack Black. Fucking they, soundtrack to this. Is dude, great. the soundtrack's phenomenal. <laughs> great soundtrack. Um, and it's just a great blend of like the fucking Offspring and Brian Wilson. Yeah. They just they, they nail it with this one. Um, and a, a lot of people, that's the only thing they liked about this. Uh, but I was at the right age. I was, and still want to be a writer. And, uh, especially like that, just that, uh, the whole journey worked for me. Um, Jack Black appealing to me being an immature kid. Uh, perfect. Um, what's his name from, uh, third rock from the sun with just a fucking, I love his cameo in this movie. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Tall guy. Uh, balding, but also kind of like... Yeah, John Lithgow. Yeah. He, he plays the dad, and he uh, he just he has a couple of like lines that just, as I was younger, just you know blew me away. They're so fucking funny to me. Um Catherine O'Hara. It's just it's a it's a solid cast. I'm definitely like you know I I love this movie, but at the same time, if someone tells me it sucks, I'm not really going to bat for it at this point. Yeah. But I've watched it so many times, um, and uh, I love them make their trip down to Stanford, visit Dean Harold Ramis, give hmm. him acid. I think it's good stuff. Good old Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, stream it on Amazon and Tubi. Ooh. There you go. To be or not to be. Uh, uh, nice, nice, nice. The fucking ultimate road trip movie. The ultimate road trip movie, for my yes. my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. Fucking Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay. I mean. Not, not what I was thinking, but fuck, that movie's good. <laughs> Yeah, so I Anderson said Anderson said this a while ago. I, I can't remember when, where, and it fucking stuck with me so Friend much. And it made so much sense. So at the beginning of Mad Max, mm-hmm. first thing you see is this two-headed lizard crawling out, you know, walking around. All of a sudden, you see obviously CGI and not even like hiding the CGI, but crawling around. All of a sudden, Mad Max boots. Right on top of it, smashes it, and he eats it. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I don't know if this is George Miller's like real intention, but he said this is how he felt. He's like, this is George Miller saying, "Fuck CGI, I'm doing everything. Hmm. I'm doing everything practical." And like that was his Bad. version of like right at the beginning of the movie saying, Makes "This sense. is one thing you thought was going to happen. This is no, we're going to stomp that r- out right now." We're going all hardcore. It's fucking solid so. symbolism. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. That makes perfect sense to me. I love it. That's awesome. But yeah, road trip, fucking, oh, god damn, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. It's like every time I, I want to watch it, like I don't have time to like sit down and really like turn off all the lights and make sure I right. get every little bit sure of the it. music is loud. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's such a good movie. Um, what I thought you were going to say is vacation. No, I was going to let you have that. Um, let's let's have let's us have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, vacation is fuck. I mean, it's all I ever wanted. So it's the first. <laughs> it's the first I was exposed to many things. Boobs. Hell yeah. Uh and just a, I mean, Chevy Chase it, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. You actually like Chevy Chase? Yeah. Um, yeah. Aub- Aubrey and Rusty. <laughs> just, yeah, that just is, like you know, the everything can and will go wrong. It's um, it's great because like it's like so much of like family vacations are centered around like kids and you know what I mean? But like, they're kind of the afterthought that it's not about the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like, it's his objective, his goal. Like he wants it for his kids. Yes. But he's not going to let them get in the way of his objective of giving them a good vacation. Yes. I will. Yes. At at your expense, I will make you have a good vacation. Yeah. We're going to have a great goddamn time. We'll be sip. (laughs) Whistling zippity do it all. Happiest. Oh. So good. Yeah. I mean, just well written. Just so well written. Um, And over the top, too, but like. I'd, Fuck, it was on yeah. it was on the other night. I we sat down and watched it a little bit. 
And then there was a like a three hour like documentary on the making of it, and Brooke and I started watching it, and it just kind of got convoluted and just kind of bleh. Yeah. But you know, because they can overanalyze everything. Uh huh. Um, of course. You know, it was like one of those e true Hollywood whatever things. Uh, but just clever, cleverly done. Um, I, I remember re- hearing a story about how it was based on a based on a short story um, written by was it written it was written by it was written by, yeah it was a short story written by John Hughes mm-hmm. oh yeah on the, the the short story vacation 58 I think it was based on his trip across the country with his family. And that's that's where it came from. And then it, he did the screenplay, of course. And then Harold Ramis uh, adapted it, but or, you know, directed. But, yeah, it's such good writing. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, John Hughes... Um He's he's a good writer. Kid was good. Um, man, it's been a while since I've seen this one too. I feel like, yeah, I'm repeating myself, but I feel like that's every every time we do one of these lists. It's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I want to see that. Want to watch that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, turns out vacation, no exception. Uh yeah, what else uh what else are we what are we missing here? Uh I just had one other one, uh just a recent one. Logan was Oh shit. Fuck that movie's so good. People want to talk about uh Endgame and Black Panther. I don't think either of them can hold a candle to that movie. Alright, so I lost Brad. Um, but that's okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, another obvious one, f- uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I know no list is complete without that. Great, great movie. A um, couple uh, off the beaten path, um, popular movies, but, you know, um, more more fantasy, more quests. But they do kind of follow that same outline, Star Wars and Shrek. Um both, you know, buddies traveling the land together, maybe not necessarily in a car. Um, and then my last pick that I had was a uh, Diary of the Dead, which was um, George Romero's movie from 2007. He made it shortly after he made Land of the Dead, which I also liked quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it was more of a uh, kind of handheld. It was it was pretty on trend for like '07 as far as like the shooting style. Uh, but I I thought it was really solid, and I was definitely like very heavily into the zombie subgenre for a little bit. Like it's it's amazing that I didn't love uh, the Walking Dead TV show, um, just because that would have 
you know, if you talk to my friends, they probably would have said that's very on brand for me at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought this was a solid little movie. Um, it's about a bunch of film students and they're out in rural Pennsylvania and they're trying to get back in an RV uh, to their families. And, uh, you know, as with all of the uh, dead series that Romero does, hijinks ensues. A little bit of social commentary. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to watch this again, see if I uh, still uh, still thought highly of it. Because I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about it now, and I feel like I remember some stuff being pretty on the nose. And, uh, you know, that might be the case. Anyways, uh, so just wrap it up with that. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter, uh, Bruinview Pod, untapped, Bruinview Pod. Reach out, let us know how you're doing. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. That wasn't Brad, but that was, that was an impression. You probably thought it was him.